Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Okay, welcome to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. We're on, this is part two of a two-part series with Mr. Paul McLean. Uh, Paul is a uh, the lay minister uh, for the Homa Diocese and Office of New Evangelization. In Office of New Evangelization, he's a great Cajun Catholic. I think that the uh, the inspiration for this show was all wrapped up in in everything that Paul does and in his website. Uh, and we're going to talk specifically today about some of his, I'll call it epiphanies and and uh, discernment about South Louisiana and about uh, our place in the world as it pertains to the Catholic Church. So, Paul, uh, you know, the, the website is, um, tell us a little bit. Uh, Spiritual Bulletin Board of Louisiana. There's numerous pages, and it builds all the time. It's basically a, a resource to network Catholics across Louisiana, though I will say the vast majority of uh, input that I get is South Louisiana, particularly Southeast Louisiana, though Southwest is some degree. Um, southeast uh, Louisiana is uh, excited about staying in touch, and I hear from them all the time. It, it, the, the Spiritual Bulletin Board of Louisiana came about in a strange way, really, because um, Father Duane and a lot of the guys, we were all being called to get into Catholic Radio back in the mid-90s, and we, would, we actually b- would buy time on a local secular station and uh, we always would have a few it was called the show was called hour of mercy and uh, and we would always have some time left over uh, when we finished talking and we didn't know what to do with it so I started gathering some events in the area that you know it's always a problem there's there could be some great things going on right down the road from you at a church parish or whatever and you just don't know it and you've missed it you find out about it after and so I said why don't we just Take some events, and if we got 30 seconds left over, 45 seconds, whatever we have, we'll fill it in with events. That way we can fill in whatever time we got. Well, the show eventually ended after about two or three years, but we got more requests for the events than the show. (laughs) 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 And so it turned into, I just kept it going, and and, um, started, did emails, uh, went with a blog for a while, you know, just and and more people kept sending events, and uh, and now it's a full. I mean, I don't know nothing about websites, but I learned how to build this, and they're so easy now. You know, if you just don't get real fancy, and uh, and so uh, over time, the biggest problem with me at first was I would when I had a problem, I'd forget how I fixed it the last time, <laughs> so, so I had to relearn the whole fix. Well, I'll tell you, listen, I, I, you guys need to go out and Google this website, go to this website, and if you have any interest whatsoever in Cajun and Catholics and how that works together, everything that's been in my mind uh, in regards to our wonderful faith and where we live is in this website. It will, it's earth-shattering, it is, and, and, and I know that you'll get so much out of it being you know, lifelong residents of South Louisiana and having the love for Christ that we do as Catholics. It's, it brings it all together right here. And there's so many things that he shares on this website. Uh, Doc was talking off air about, about the Pelican. And uh, tell us just, just about that. People don't even probably realize about our state burden. And our yeah, we're a pel- called the Pelican State. That's our symbol. And, 
and the, our leaders of our state picked that as the symbol. Um, I've tried to find the actual uh, records that discussed what made them pick it. Have not been able to find them, um, but they picked it. And um, the pelican is so significant because it's a symbol of the church. It's it, long before it was a symbol of Louisiana. The Catholic Church used that as a symbol of the Eucharist. It has a meaning of sacrifice. And I get into that on the website. I'll send you to resources where you can read, you know, from the experts. I don't claim to be expert on anything. Um, but I'll send you to uh, the experts that talk about that. But the mother pelican uh, was believed to and, and does peck her breast open when her baby chicks cannot get enough food. She cannot find enough fish for them and they're dying. She will actually peck her breast open and expose the flesh and they feed on her flesh. And that's how she, she'll sacrifice herself for her chicks. And interestingly enough, uh, the symbol of Louisiana was wrong. It's on the website. It's, it's, um, it'll give you a little bit more detail about this. Um, it was wrongly uh, uh, laid as a symbol, and it was, actually, it was actually corrected by a young Vanderbilt High School student from Homa who was doing a research paper and discovered that there should be three drops of blood on the pelican. And um, it was when Governor Blanco was governor, um, and a local uh, state senator uh, sponsored a resolution, and they corrected it. Wow. And there's an article. LSU did a paper. LSU did an article on it, and uh, the young man's name, I think he was a Louvier. I think he was in eighth grade at Vanderbilt, and he just discovered that, and it was so well done that they corrected the state symbol for three drops of blood. And uh, it, it, you'll see it corrected in most in, in many places now. Um, but anyway, that's the real symbol. And that's know. got religious significance, certainly. Absolutely. The Trinity, you know. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, Trinity, just yeah. Just that simple. Uh, one thing that really blew my mind and that I, I was reading about on his website yesterday, we're all living here in Acadiana and the Acadiana flag. And, um, and I know most of you recognize that symbol because when the floods came, we saw, you know, uh, Lafayette Strong all over Acadiana. You know, this was the symbol that got passed around everywhere. And it, we, we tell us a little bit about how the Acadiana flag came about. Oh, gosh. Uh, I can't remember all the details exactly. But uh, the, the guy that was so experienced with that, he's passed away now, a fellow from home by the name of Larry Orsino. Is that right? Yeah, he was the guy. He knew everything about it, yeah. And um, the, the, the Acadians were so strong in their faith and everything they did really, you know, because they had been relocated based on faith. They, you know, they wouldn't now these are the original Cajun yeah. Catholics, if you're paying attention. Yeah, there. they had been relocated and um, they found themselves, most cases, separated from families, you know. Look at St. Martinville and that whole story about, you know, Evangeline and all that. You know, they, would, they lost everything. And so when they came to South Louisiana, the only thing they had really that they could they could um, call upon was um, their faith. And um, and it, I read somewhere about a story about they actually saw a plant here that looked a lot like a plant back where they were shipped from, and it caught their attention. And so they didn't move on; they stayed local. And it was a really a great story, a unique plant. And what would that be doing here, you know? And they mm -hmm. said, maybe this is the place we ought to stay. And so they built, they started all over again right here. South Louisiana is really a, a, really a, 
a place where a lot of a lot of people came in hardship you know and and it, it makes it makes what is called in the church the littlest of the little the smallest of the small you know the anawim mm-hmm. and we truly are a state of anawim a little bit of palanka too you know i guess you know we've been doing palanka for a long time uh and uh, that's just uh the, you know god's grace of of suffering for the greater good <clears throat> now i have to tell you <clears throat> and on on the acadiana flag you'll notice it's gold it's red and it's blue and in the gold left corner i don't have it in front of us but uh but it's got a star if you've ever noticed look at the acadiana flag and tell them what the star represents i forgot I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's the virgin mary the, the star represents Mary. Yeah, now, I don't think anyone ever knew that. Doc, did you have any idea? I did not know uh, that, Todd, until I read it on... Uh, yeah, you saw it oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the I castle... I forget a lot of these <clears throat> well, that, yeah. that is, to me, so awesome. I love that. You know, who knew that there was a religious symbol in that flag? And and then the the, the, the castle represents the Spanish. Right. Um, I remember that. And, and the Fleur de Lis represents the French. Anyway. Yeah, and today's, uh, today is St. Joan of Arc's Day. Nice. These days, so I mean, uh, that was on her coat of arms. That was all over the place for her, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, we, we, you know, this the, they they saved those religious things in there because that's all they could grab onto. You know, everything else it was gone, mm-hmm. and um, made very tough people. Now, Paul's got, again, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Paul McLean from the, the home of Diocese Tib- uh, Thibodeau um, Diocese. And <clears throat> Paul, he has a background in in agriculture. Agriculture. And mm-hmm. I read a little bit, Doc might have read as well, about how Louisiana was built. And, and, and I love that story uh, about, tell us a little bit about in the, in the history of the Mississippi yeah, River. Yeah, um, that, yeah, the... Um, we can get into great detail on this. In fact, I'll actually, I have a PowerPoint, a number of PowerPoints I do around at different locations to discuss this in greater detail because there's so many, so much, so much. And, and the thing that's so interesting about it is that it, it's not like it's a dead story. It's, it's alive and it keeps growing day by day by day because we're in a very, very special time right now. Never before has the church been in this time like it is today. And so... Um, but getting back to your question, yeah, the, 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 you know, the Louisiana was built by this gr- what was called the Great Water, and uh, it began really coming down here generally after the Ice Age many millions of years ago. But what's of particularly important to us, first, let's, let's talk about this. Let's not forget now, the geographical land area of Louisiana is symbolized by the Eucharist. That's key. First thing you got to, that, that's an umbrella over everything. Then within that land area, you have a unique area that's been formed in, um, I don't, I mean, I took soils courses and stuff like that, but I don't profess to be a, a geologist or a geophysicist or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you that the most recent, the most interesting thing for us is the most recent farming of Louisiana. And there's some argument about that, about exactly how long that was. I think generally five to 6,000 years ago, we, what's, what was called the modern delta, what we call today is the modern delta. And it starts around Marganza, uh, a little bit south of Marganza, where the river uh, kind of jumped around, where the beginning and the jumping of the river started. And it built itself over uh, five different uh, areas. Uh, began right down uh, on the western part, went right through the, uh, it was called the Tesh, and then uh, it jumped on over to the St. Bernard area. 
and, and it jumped back over to the Thibodeau, uh, the Lafourche area, and then it jumped in between Lafourche and um, and the uh, Tesh into what we call the Atchafalaya area, and then it jumped on over over the years, over those over those five or six thousand years to where we know it is today. And it's interesting we're talking about this, and I've spent so much time over the last few months studying what's going on with the river right now. I mean, we have, you know, today. Marganza's in Marganza, the, in, in the I news. Mean, I was up to Marganza, you know, many times early in the year. The, anybody, I watched the river. For, I, in 1973, I lost uh, 1,700 acres of cane in the 73 flood. In fact, I just found those old pictures but uh, that I took. But... Uh, so I, I've been watching the river since 72 and 73, and so uh, we are in we are in an extraordinary year that has the ramifications to be every big as 73. And uh, it just depends how things happen. And, um, and so what's going on now fits in exactly with uh, what uh, this, all this sim- symbolism represents. And um, so we've been built over the last five or six thousand years. And, and it was so, was so, you know, so, how can I say, spiritual. Uh, so it's mystical in a way because this modern delta is composed of the land, the best land, the topsoil, the most productive land, the most fertile land from 31 states all the way up into Canada. In other words, that water has brought the most productive land and deposited it right in what we call the Gulf over the last five or six thousand years. God doesn't take anything but the best. And so he's taken the best land from Illinois and Arkansas and Kentucky and Minnesota all the way up into Canada, 31 of them, all the way from the mountain ranges on the eastern side of this country to the mountain range on the west, which is, interestingly enough, about 40% of the country has built this little place that we call home, the modern delta. And, and think about this, think about this. So when you, when you go and you do anything, plant a garden, um, say a rosary, do a procession, whatever you're doing, you know, in this area that we call home, this modern delta, you're really doing it on the land of north of you because you're, there is no land. No, no land comes from here. <laughs> So you're really taking that step, doing that act, uh, saying that rosary, having that procession. We just, when, when this came to light, we, we did a procession. You know, Father Champagne does his processions over the water. We just, we did a procession up by Lafourche uh, last year. We left down at Golden Meadow and ended up in Thibodeau by boat and fire truck. Uh, it was a joint venture and went through nine parishes. And when we left Golden Meadow in the morning after Mass and the boats left out headed north of Baal Lafourche, it was just so profound that it, a realization took place that, yeah, we're, we're, we're calling this Louisiana, but technically we're doing it across the land that came all north of us. You understand? And so we are actually, that's, that's kind of big. Because um, all the way up into Canada, this is what we're built from. And so if we think of it like that, if you, if you take what Louisa Picaretti in her divine will, what she teaches so much about, and you apply that to that action, we're taking that action over all time, that it, over all time on all that land. And that's profound. 
It is. You mentioned about the the Acadians and and coming from Nova Scotia, and they recognized this land because it was their land at one time. Yeah, well, that good point. <coughs> good point. You know, you know it's, um, and and it, it's it's if there's so many things to think about if you just sit down and pray and think about that a bit, and what a responsibility. I mean, and then to call it the Eucharist and symbolize it by the Eucharist, you understand? So, God took. Land and land has always been important in Scripture. I mean, that's the way it starts out. Um, he he formed us out of the land. So there's a, there's always been a relationship between man and land. And so he's telling us something here. He's telling us something here. No question. Tell tell me. You keep referring to Louisiana or the land as a Eucharist. Explain that a little more. Well, I mean, it's um, it's first off you gotta you gotta start with the fact that that was what was picked as a symbol, and so then you take that and you um, you just open it up and well, what what does that mean? Okay, what do we? That's a big thing to be symbolized by. So what is that calling us to be? And I truly believe that um, after you know twenty seven years of running the roads and praying about this and and seeing it and listening to many 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 people across South Louisiana, little small prayer groups and and um, I, I I visit them all the time and um, is that we're called to be Eucharistic in our in our spirituality. We're called to be. He, I think that we're going to. Um, Wish I could had. I wish I had the words to express it like I feel it. Um, it's a it's a it's a spirituality, a little, and and we're going to experience it directly related to our littleness. In other words, the littler we become, the more humble we become, the more we allow our Blessed Mother to uh, 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 teach us humility. And we become, we allow the Holy Spirit to open us up, open, open us up to that. Then the more we'll express it, and we must decrease for Him to increase. Exactly, we we, we must become Anawim. And, and interestingly, you take Louisiana and it it snuggles right up to Anawim, and we can call ourselves a Louisiana Wim, because we are the the two blend together like that. You know, another thing that makes this so interesting is that. Um, the first Western name that the Mississippi River, well, before it was called the Mississippi, before the Great Waters was called anything, was called the River of the Holy Spirit. I read that on your website. Yeah. That was that was an epiphany to me. And then it later was called by uh, Father Marquette the uh, River of the Immaculate Conception. So think about this. You have, symbolically, you have this big river with no levees or anything on it at the time. It was alive. Uh, it was alive and flowing. And I just recently read that when, when, uh, when it was first discovered, it, it was during a flood time. So there's no telling what was going on. It was just alive. And so no doubt when it was discovered, uh, the first thing was get a priest up here and let's name it. Well, it has all the symbolism of the Holy Spirit, so that wasn't a problem, the river of the Holy Spirit. Nothing like that in Europe, you know. And so, uh, but the river of the Holy Spirit the river of the Immaculate Conception, farming a land, which is the best land from 40% of this country, and then that land is symbolized by the Eucharist? Not a coincidence. Okay. <laughs> and, and the Eucharist is Jesus. Now, now, tell me, there's a place across the sea that took place in real time, you know? 
is taking place in a symbolic way here. So I, I believe when you see a Eucharist, look at the rivers, that the name of the river that formed this land, and then look at the symbol. That's, that's speaking to us. That's speaking to us. So, so I'm not sure I'm qualified to say how big that is, but it's big. Our God is big. Uh, there's no question. So <clears throat> I've heard you say that, you know, and I say it all the time, that Louisiana is anointed, you know, that, that our, our land and our people. Oh, I, I truly believe there is a special anointing put upon this place because of the way it was created. And all the signs are out there to say, yes, it, will, it is anointed. If we allow ourselves to allow the Holy Spirit to open that anointing up, there's no telling how God will use this area, and it'll be an influence across the rest of the country. Doc, you're sitting there taking notes. Come on, jump in here. I know you got a lot to say. Well, I was thinking, uh, Paul and, and Todd, about uh, Our Lady of uh, Promsakara, the, the patroness of our state, you know, and how the Blessed Mother, through her efforts uh, during the uh, Battle of New Orleans, and how she. Yeah. How the prayers of the uh, Ursuline nuns um, really uh, turned the tide in that battle in favor of uh, of Andrew Jackson's uh, small army compared to the the armada that the English had, you know, and right. and how that prayer and those Ursuline nuns uh, through their prayer through their vigilance all night uh, really was uh, instrumental in. Uh, preserving that uh, the integrity of our great South Louisiana and thwarted the uh, efforts of the uh, British to invade. Um, you know, Paul, I think that uh, I've often heard that um, Louisiana has a very special place in the heart of the Blessed Mother. You know, the Blessed Mother does not love Louisiana any more than any of the other states, but there's a special place in, in the Blessed Mother's heart for Louisiana. And in uh, one of the um, one of the references that we talked about before we uh, went on air was uh, this priest by the name of Father Norman Westland, who uh, came to South Louisiana, came to the Diocese of Lafayette through an invitation through uh, Bishop Fry, uh, through Father Fry rather, and uh, and through his uh, introduction to the Crescio, uh Center in Prairie Rhone uh, that through Father Westland's just uh, observance of the spirituality of, of the area, uh, especially for the men and women that were making Crescio, prophesied through his book In the Gathering of the Lambs that uh, the conversion of the, of the country and putting it into abortion is going to begin in the state of Louisiana, and that it's going to begin in the in the diocese of Lafayette, and it's going to it's going to be uh, instrumental in uh, starting the whole into this holocaust that we that we find find ourselves faced with today. But anyhow, it's going to be under the leadership of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and of course, she's going to take into battle uh, the church militant, you and I, and Todd, and and uh, all of those us that uh, that love. God and country and the Blessed Mother and Jesus and the Blessed Mother is going to crush Satan's head like it was a walnut and it could very conceivably begin right here in South Louisiana according to the uh, prophecy of uh, this uh, priest by the name before the Norman Westland. So I think the Blessed Mother loves her some coon asses. I think what she, I think what attracts her to these people and she loves all her children but it, there's a there's a humility that comes in 
the Acadian culture, that the Acadians spilled blood on this ground and they had had everything taken away from them when they got here except their faith. And so that draws her, that humility draws her. And so um, at at least uh, generationally, uh, oftentimes we get puffed up today, but generationally, deep down inside of us, that that culture still is there and she knows it and 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 uh and that that's what draws her i think i think and draws the holy spirit her spouse it draws uh is that humility that uh, a willingness to be humble and uh and the lacking of that is what turns them off not that they want to be turned off but it's a choice we make you know we got about three minutes left in the show and i wanted to touch on time because doc talked about you know the abortion issues as we speak the heartbeat bill is being passed through the louisiana legislature that's going on and mr paul you talked about now's the time why why do you say that i i'm convinced that um you see and in, in, in preparing for one of my talks i just many years ago and in, and over the years i've realized i think i feel comfortable saying this that there's a special there's a special availability of grace available at this time because if you study inscription, we don't have time to do all that right now, but if you study what a Jubilee is and um, back in Leviticus and then go to uh, when Jesus um, his, his preached in a synagogue and he, he, he stated what he was there to do, let the free, you know, recover, give sight back to the blind and and what he was telling the people there was that, and he quoted Isaiah 61.1, I believe what he was telling the people there was that you are looking at the Jubilee in person. I am the Jubilee personified. And so um, I don't think they got it, but, you know, and so, okay. So when you look at what a Jubilee is and when you look at what he was telling them, and you look that we in the fullness and what happened during a jubilee and then you consider that the church has traveled on the face of the and when jesus died of course where does where is he at today well he's in the eucharist of course but i'm talking about how does he get things done today he does he does it through the mystical body his church and so his church has traveled on the face of the earth for 40 jubilees there's no words there's a fullness in time that has never been experienced before. 2,000 years, and I don't tie to exactly 2,000 years. We're talking big, you know, big imagery. But we've crossed, just like Moses, a hand that, okay. It, 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 just like Joshua took them into the promised land after 40 years, I think that Pope John Paul saw the church into a, if you would, a spiritual promised land where it was, there was a full, there's a fullness in the church right now that has never been existed before. We've gone through that 40 and you check out 40, what that means. And so in, in, in scripture work. And so we are never, we've never seen, and I think he came, he said, new Pentecost, new Advent. You know, everything was new, new, new. new Why? Because we're going into a new time. I think that's what he was preparing us for, and we're there now. So, there. So when I say that today, I'm saying never in the 2,000 years that have come before us has the grace been fully available like it is right now. 
you hear that uh, the Cajun Catholics are being called upon. This is the foundation of our of our our, our faith and our country, and we're called to action. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have Mr. Paul McLean on the show, Doctor. David Roy, and for all of us out there, uh, thank you for being here today. Let me just say, when they go on my website, my email's on there. They can contact me. They want more information about anything. That's how they, they can do that. <laughs>